Chris, actually. Well, and Marina, of course. You've been asleep again, Symphony. Yeah, this four hours on, four hours off is sure tiring. Oh, honey. Well, there's no time for an inquest just now. Indeed. You see, I was rather hoping I could convince you to press the button on the randomizer today. Yes. Oh, well, that was easy. Thank you. Of course. You were just so keen and eager to please. Oh, well, I do try. Do you think it'll get me anywhere? I don't think so. Oh, well, it hasn't yet. Right, if you'd like to tell us what we have today... Captain Scarlet? Ah. I'm sorry, I feel I let you down. Oh no, no, that's okay. Depending on the episode, of course. Place of Angels. Nothing to be sorry about there, then. A fine episode of the series. Well then, here's Captain Scarlet. Oh, she's, she's gone again. Leading the fight, one man fate has made indestructible. His name, Captain Scarlet. So, welcome back to Captain Scarlet on the Randomizer. The last time we were here was Spectrum Strikes Back, and this time it's Place of Angels. And uh, I'm afraid I've got to open this episode with a little bit of a confession. You see, this is not the first time that the Randomizer has selected Place of Angels. This did come up once before. You may be saying to yourself, I didn't hear it then. Well, because I didn't run with it then. Uh, it came up back in... March of 2020. I don't know if you recall March of 2020. It was quite a long time ago. Um, little thing was happening around then, just the uh, the collapse of, of the world as we knew it. Uh, so I felt that proceeding with Place of Angels, a story about a deadly virus potentially outbreaking and killing lots of people, was perhaps not the best move to, to make at that time. And uh, so I, I shelved the episode, um, I didn't record it, I just uh, saw the name come up and thought, no, I think I replaced it with Expo 2068 instead. So, um, I mean, in retrospect, probably wouldn't have offended anybody if I'd gone ahead with it, but it just uh, it just felt wrong at that time to do Place of Angels. Whereas now, uh, a couple of years later, depending on who you believe, um, the virus is, uh, is gone forever. Or we'll never be rid of it. So harmless. It may look harmless. There's enough K-14 there to kill 10 million people. Meanwhile, we have a nice cheerful opening to this Captain Scarlet episode. These two scientists, Dr. Denton and his assistant, Judy Chapman, working on a virus thingy. This K-14 stuff sounds uh, very useful. Gonna do a lot of people in with that. Finished. I'll just seal the liquid in the file and put it in the safe. Is there no risk of an accident? The fire will remain sealed till after the test tomorrow. Nothing can go wrong. Oh, oh, oh no, oh, oh, sorry about that. Uh, let me just, uh, let me just take care of this. Yeah, that's a, uh, that's an alarm. I had that put in just in case of, uh, you know, episodes like this where that line is uttered. I always meant to get around to actually selling it to these shows because uh, I suspect these shows could have done with that kind of alarm. Because there's Captain Black on the scene of nothing can go wrong labs as Judy Chapman makes her way out of the main gate flashing her security pass at the uh, little security light thingy but I love that I love that um, nothing can go wrong thing and I've always meant to do some kind of video I probably never will because it will probably take far too long to make of which is the shortest space of time between a character saying that and 
something going wrong. I don't think this episode will win, but uh, I suspect it would be, uh, I suspect, reasonably high up in the rankings. I've locked the culture in the safe. Yes, Doctor. And no one is to be allowed in here. And that includes members of the staff. I understand. Even me. I never want to be in this room again. Oh. <laughs> we just held on an awkward shot of the Dr. Denton puppet there. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, Captain Black is driving a fuel truck. He's uh, running uh, ooh, about maybe half a mile ahead of Judy Chapman, and he's going to pull off the road now. Well, as they pull off the road, he's going to kind of pull off the road, swing back round so that he's blocking the road. Of course, it's a dark night, and this is a uh, bit of a blind bend. So anybody coming around this corner, like Judy Chapman, chances are he's going to plough into this Delta petrol lorry. Now Black is finding the optimum position to watch the carnage. Because, oh, there will be carnage. Although, interestingly, she crashes into the... Bearing in mind this is a petrol tanker, and this is a Jerry Anderson show, she crashes into it. But it doesn't explode until after we've seen the Mr. On Rings go across her body. And then it's just... Whoa! And it's one of those explosions that's so powerful it actually shakes the entire model set. And interestingly, I don't believe that this crash actually gets um, mentioned again. You would think that a huge fireball explosion very near these labs would uh, would come up later during Scarlet and Blue's investigation, but nobody mentions it. This is the voice of the Mr. Arms. To prove how useless it is for you to resist, we will destroy the place of the angels. That'll teach you. Ah, so... They're in a cryptic mood this week. Not going to elaborate further on what uh, any of that means. But going back to that shot of Judy Chapman and Captain Black standing there watching the uh, the fireball, I always find it quite... Um, it's quite an unspoken element of uh, eeriness in this show where you see a Mr. On Replicant watching as their original body burns in a fire. It's, uh, it's quite unsettling if you stop and think about it. Place of the Angels. It means nothing to me. Not to me, but it's the way the Mysterons try to confuse us. Spectrum's top agents. That I don't like. Of course. When we're in action, it is not so bad, but uh, just sitting here. And all the time we know that somewhere, somehow, the Mysterons are making plans to carry out their threat. Oh dear. Yeah, the angels don't sound so much like uh, hardened combat veterans and special agents this week as much as they sound like sort of, oh, this is, this is... Uh, somewhat scary and mildly inconvenient for us. Anyway, Judy Chapman has returned. Her pass card has let her into the uh, the car park of Nothing Can Go Wrong Labs. Again, nobody near the labs saw that massive fireball. No one's going to record the fact that uh, a petrol tanker went missing and clearly blew up along that stretch of road. People must just be going along that stretch of road now thinking, oh, what's all this charred wood and... Uh, Bits of body everywhere. Oh, well, it's not my problem. So now Judy has let herself into the lab. We saw earlier a security guard being assigned to uh, to protect the lab. He's taken the odd decision of sitting uh, inside the, I don't know, the testing room with his back to these remote control gripper things. And we're now coming up on one of the, the show's more infamously gruesome moments. Very well directed, though, because... 
we're not really seeing the full horror of what's about to happen. As she extends both of those remote control arms towards his throat. Oh, slowly, slowly, and the music is helping as well. And then we don't have to see him grappling with them. We just see her swiftly and decisively close the lever, clamp around his throat, and presumably snap his neck. Yes, we just see the body after afterwards with the uh, the head at a uh, very unpleasant angle, and the Mistrons helpfully open the uh, the cabinet containing the killer virus. Colonel, could the Mistrons mean by the place of the angels that they plan to attack one of the angels' hometowns? It's a thought. Check it out, Lieutenant. Yes, I do. <laughs> Call their families. Colonel, there's a priority message coming through. A bacteriological research center just outside Manchester, England. They're requesting Spectrum's assistance. Right. Captain Blue, Captain Scarlet, on your way. SIG. Yes, sir. I love how the Colonel doesn't even... Uh, and Lieutenant. Yes. ...doesn't even wait to find out what the problem is. It's just, I'll oh, get rid of Scarlet and Blue. They're sitting at my desk. Hope it gives us a lead. Uh, clearly, I've, I've got nobody else working for me this week. Let's just get rid of these two. Manchester, England. Didn't Rhapsody once live there? Yes, but you could hardly call it the place of the angels. Ooh. Well... Scarlet's not going to elaborate on his uh, his mysterious past, his time in Manchester. Research assistant, Judy Chapman. Doesn't sound like it was much fun. There's an electronic check at the gates. She was the one person to enter the building this morning. Well, we've transmitted a full description to Cloudbase. We'll find her. Yes, but what then? If she breaks that file... Just how dangerous is the K-14 virus? About the deadliest culture ever developed. Hmm. And why did you develop it? Wipe out a city of 10 million people. You seem like a sensible fellow, and yet still nobody is asking or raising any questions about the huge, fiery car lorry crash. Half of all the crew and myself, I hope you've had a pleasant and comfortable flight. We'll be landing at New York International Airport in ten minutes. So, Judy has hopped on a plane, and in her handbag... Naughty Files of Doom. This is a nice passenger plane that... Uh, I don't recall seeing anywhere again. I suspect it's some kind of redress of... of something. It's got to be a redress of something. Captain Scarlet, what's your position? We are en route to Cloud Base. Dr. Denton will follow in an hour. Is there any antidote that can be used against K-14? The doctor says no. One will be found, but it would take months to develop. Mm. I see. Well, we can discount that. Interesting that Scarlet and Blue went to England, had that chat with Dr. Denton, now they're flying home. Defense against it. They could have carried out that conversation over the phone, I think. All right. Spectrum Security report that the suspect, Judy Chapman, has landed at New York. Spectrum Security. Ah. Oh, that's great. The name that... Uh, Fly directly to New York. Yes, I do. It's almost a contradiction in terms, really, but... Uh, <laughs> I, I like the impression you get sometimes in this show that there are more than just the captains on Cloudbase uh, dealing with things. Angels 1, 2 and 3, immediate launch. It didn't happen often, and uh, in some episodes, and I think this is eh, this is probably one of them, ultimately, Spectrum Security and uh, Spectrum Efficiency is not exactly 100% this week. But, hey-ho, that's what you get when you have a cryptic... Alien aggressors making mysterious threats. I always wonder, though, with this show, where the idea of having the Mistrons make a threat to announce what they're going to attack. Was that 
done as a sort of time-saving mechanism to sort of get to the, the meat of the story more efficiently? Kyborn, sir. Right. Well, was it was it meant to reflect some uh, some aspect of their characters, perhaps? It's strange because in some episodes, this is Spectrum, New York. Suspect has left the airport, driving on Interstate Highway in Saloon. Registration one zero four X two three eight. Ah. SRG, New York. So one zero four X two three eight, not one zero one X two three eight, which is a license plate I think we've had in. Uh, the Angels will mail. Part of New York. Three men have just pulled up. Gray Saloon, license number one zero one X two three eight. But this is a nice shot coming up as uh, as Judy drives her car along the road, of uh, the angels overflying it. Um, I think also there's a lovely publicity photo of the SPV taken on that stretch of road with the angels overflying it. Ah, and who doesn't love SPV collection music? Again, I, I feel for those Spectrum agents who have to man these posts. It's join Spectrum. Protect your planet. Defend those you love. Dress up as a mechanic and don't actually do anything until somebody comes and asks you to uh, open the door to the SPV. She is still on the interstate highway. We'll be turning onto the highway in three minutes. This is definitely the episode that, that that shot of the SPV was taken from. It's a very nice shot. I think it first turns up on one of the uh, TV21 covers. Uh, I, I want to say of... Um, oh, whatever story it was with the uh, Kilimanjaro Observatory Network. Whoa! Scarlet and Blue have just gone through a roadblock. Oh, Black's still around. Keeping an eye on things. This is Captain Black relaying instructions from the Mysterons. A Spectrum pursuit vehicle is less than five miles behind you. You know what to do. Oh, I love that as well. well. Captain Black just phones people up to tell them, carry on doing the thing that you already know what you're doing. And Captain Scarlet will have visual contact with her. You're taking a tremendous risk. Oh, Dr. Denton has been invited up to Cloud Base. Captain Scarlet is aware of the danger. We can rely on him. <laughs> it would have been great if they'd gone from that quote to that shot of him crashing the SPV through the roadblock. Oh dear. But alas. Alas, no. So now, oh, Judy is pulled over. SPV still closing on her. But she is going to release the parking brake. And drive the car, or let the car drive itself, off the edge of the verge, hit a tree. She's gone off the road. And her car hasn't exploded. Yep, they found the one car in the Anderson universe that isn't made of explodium. Come on, let's get down there. Yay. So now let's go and investigate the car. Make sure there's no viruses spilled anywhere. Quite a mess. Yes. And if that file's broken... I'll be so cross. Oh, interesting shot. They've left the SPV door open. Look. There. For any Mysterons to hijack. Yep, there's a load of broken glass and some red fluid on the dashboard. Looks like the file was broken. Although I never... It was only actually relatively recently when watching in, in HD that I never understood what that shot was actually meant to convey. They looked like... Everything ready in cloud-based sick bay, Lieutenant. ...red crystals to me. ...and will begin as soon as our two patients arrive. This is fun as well. ...sealed in an isolation capsule at the scene of the crash. 
we can safely assume that Captain Scarlet will be immune to the bacteria. But everything must be done for Captain Blue. Dr. Oh. Denton is already at the Poor Scarlet. Supervising the spraying of I mean, poor Blue if he's potentially infected, but poor Scarlet as well. You could cut to him, you know, with blood pouring out of every orifice as the the horrible virus has some unforeseen effect on his Mistron physiology. It doesn't kill him, it just renders him permanently bleeding. But yeah, that was um, an interesting shot there. Having lost the voice actor who plays the voice of our doctor, we now have a rare story where we have a medical situation. We need someone to give the, the medical situation, and um, Colonel White has to ask that question of Lieutenant Green while Dr. Fawn is just le leaning on the back of Green's chair. Because he is, and also is not, a character in the show anymore. Commencing test schedule. Oh. Thank you, Doctor. Poor Dr. Fawn. So, Dr. Denton is uh, securing a little uh, testing dome near the site of the crash. They've sprayed all sorts of foam all over the countryside. Captain Scarlet and Captain Blue installed in the sick bay, sir. Thank you, Lieutenant. <laughs> Their automatic software updates have started now, Colonel. Fine, thank you, sir. I love that installed in the sick bay. Dr. Fawn is working on a possible antiserum now. Hey. Any news of the girl, sir? I'm afraid not. She's vanished. We're back to square one. How long do we have to stay in isolation? Well, we'll know in an hour if that broken test tube did contain the K-14 virus. Meanwhile, Colonel White has sent Captain Ochre, Captain Magenta, and Captain Grey out. Oh, I'm sorry. What? Oh no, we're gonna we're gonna act this week like uh, like we're the only agent Spectrum has. Okay. No possible doubt. All the tests negative. Ooh. Are you sure of this? Yes, Colonel. The test tube did not contain the K-14. Colonel sounds a bit put out by all this. Cloud base at once. What happens now, Colonel? We've been fooled again. We must locate that girl. Put out a red alert. I'm going down to the sick bay. S.I.G. Colonel. I need some drugs. Um, where, where, yeah, why are they not using the other captains? I know Scarlet's your man and... You shouldn't come in here, Colonel. It's all right, Captain. Oh, Colonel's wearing his hat. You mean that girl still has the virus? Yes, she's vanished. With enough K-14 to kill 10 million people. If only I had more than two men to do anything. Three hours. So now? Still no trace, no clue. With that dead end having Place led nowhere? I still can't figure out where the Misterons mean. Our brains trust have gathered round Colonel White's desk again to just remind each other of the fact that they haven't got a clue what's going on. She certainly gets around. Mm -hmm. Reported to be in Miami, Los Angeles, and now Goose Bay, Canada. Los Angeles? Ooh. Did you say Los Angeles, sir? Come on, put yes. it together. An unconfirmed report from a Californian state customs official. That's it! Don't you see? Los Angeles means the angels. Oh, right. Of Los Angeles. Has anyone ever pronounced it that way? The angels. We're on our way, Colonel. Oh, see, that's why you should have brought Captain Magenta in on this earlier, because he he did that whole tiempo time thing. He would have got to the bottom of it. But it is very strange. This is a global security organization, but they are behaving in this you know, life and death, potentially millions of people dying, and uh, we're just going to pretend that we've only got two guys. Any further reports, Colonel? Yes, Captain. The suspect has been seen driving away from the city. Even if you just mention them in dialogue, say that, that one is pursuing another lead and the other one's doing this and whatever, just just some acknowledgement. Would be to introduce it into the city. Otherwise it makes the organisation feel incompetent. It's water from the Colorado River. And I'm sure that's not intentional. For the city's main reservoir at the Boulder Dam. 
Shoot. I'm sure this is just to make Scarlet and Blue the, the heroes and the focus of the story, which you can still do with mentions of the other captains, you know, following up similarly useless leads. But, uh, no. Not in Colonel White's world. Some weeks we have lots of agents, and sometimes we have two agents. And, uh, there's nothing in between. Anyway. Where's the nearest landing strip to the dam? 30 we're now heading to Boulder Dam. Too far. We'd never make it in time. What do you intend to do? It's a long shot, but we've got to take it. Yeah. Scarlet's got a plan as Judy approaches the dam over the Colorado River. And she's going to take out the virus file. Ooh. And this is a very tense, exciting ending that we're coming up on here. Take over the controls, Captain Blue. Fly over the dam at 500 feet. What are you planning, Captain? I'll have to parachute onto the dam. From Ooh. 500 feet? You'll never make it. I've got to make it. And that's all there is to it. Yeah, this is a nice image as well of the uh, the SPJ cruising across the dam and Scarlet. He's, he's, he has to eject, so his ejector seat is coming down very slowly on a parachute, which obviously makes him a very easy target for Judy Chapman, who of course has a gun because she's a Mr. On now. There it is ahead. Where? Oh, yes, that dam thing with all that water. There he goes. Spectrum. Oh, no. That's something else I love as well, when Mr. On Agents see a Spectrum agent coming after them, even though they knew Spectrum were after them. Oh, Spectrum. I wasn't prepared for this. Oh, maybe she was prepared for this. She has her gun. And, of course, the Spectrum uniform tunics in this show, unlike the CGI show, are not body armour. They are just, you know, cloth material. Oh, he's down. Nice to get this uh, reuse of music from the first episode as well, from the car view. She's raising to throw it. You are too late, Earthman. One move, and I shoot. Oh, yeah, a, slight, a slightly derpy-looking shot of Scarlet there as we close in on his face. But he did shoot. I don't think he got her, she just... Uh... Oh, that's chilling. I can't, I can't really explain what happened there. She um, broke her heel when she stood in a sort of grate thing, which uh, caused her to lose her balance. She's gone, fallen down the side of the dam, but the vial is on the very edge of the dam. Oh, and this is this is a proper anxiety moment. It's resting on a tiny little bit of rock. Scarlet's reaching for it. His fingers are grasping. He's not really got enough room to manoeuvre. And then his finger just brushes the vial. Oh, no. Oh, he's caught it. Oh, every time that gets me. Every time. That just... It's probably the most genuinely unbearably tense moment in this show. But he's got it. He successfully retrieved it, and then... Ah! If that was me, if I'd just just retrieved the vial... It's all right, Colonel. And then your epaulets start flashing, the noise starts going, and you've got the Colonel yelling in your ears, I would have dropped that vial. But Scarlet, unlike me, Scarlet is a real man. We're holding on a, a glory shot of him for an exceptionally long time. Everything's sorted now. And that was Place of Angels. The uh, city of Los Angeles has been saved. They only have to fish one Mistron woman out of their, their waters, as opposed to, uh, well, lots of dead bodies caused by the virus. Of course, uh, we know now that uh, people of Los Angeles wouldn't necessarily, or people of anywhere really, they wouldn't all necessarily feel compelled to not drink the water if the uh, 
the, the river had been poisoned, a lot of them would be saying, well, I know my rights, I'm going to swim naked in that river. Anyway, that was Place of Angels. And um, there's a phrase that I've come to use quite often with... Uh, with episodes that I feel are good but not great, and that is, it's a solid B-grade episode. I feel I'm in, in danger of uh, overusing that phrase now, but I definitely feel that is a solid B-grade episode of Captain Scarlet. You know, it's nothing spectacular. It is a thoroughly average episode of the show. But I think because the the average quality of this show is so high, it, uh, it really speaks volumes about uh, just how good this uh, little 25-minute installment of the show is. Also interesting as well that uh, the CGI show would tackle a very similar story in Touch of the Reaper. It's interesting to compare this one and that one, but we're not here to do that today. We're just looking at Place of the Angels, and on the whole, it's another thoroughly enjoyable episode Captain of Captain Scarlet. Captain Scarlet.